Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja. And today I'll be answering a question about Chinua Achebe and use of English language as a mode of expression. Now, this question was raised by David, who is a regular subscriber of the channel. And David, this is meant for you, but also for a wider audience. And the question was, and it was in response to one of my videos, and the question was, why is it that Achebe considers English language as a gift from the colonizers, right? Uh, now, that's kind of, I think I was oversimplifying Achebe's stance. So let's first clarify. Achebe doesn't just believe that English is superior to other languages or anything. What he means by it is that English is something that the colonizers brought and left. And it is a mode of expression that pretty much everyone in the African post-colony, let's say he's from Nigeria, where everyone can agree with and can speak or understand. Hence, Achebe sees English language and its usage to write African literature as a unifying factor because he thinks that that's a language that people from different tribes and different linguistic groups can relate to. Another thing that he asserts in different writings is also that in the process of using English, it might retain, and I'm kind of paraphrasing him, the original tenor of the original language, but then we as Africans can make it our own. And if you have read Achebe's writing, things fall apart and others, you can see how he changes English language. So the debate about whether or not to write in English or in native languages started pretty early. Actually in 1962, in the first ever Conference of African Writers in English, which was called Conference of African Writers of English Expression. Where pretty much everyone who was anyone in African writing was invited. Chino Achebe was there, Wole Swenka was there, and a young Ngugi uh, Tiango, who was then uh, named uh, James Ngugi, was also there. Surprisingly, Amos Totola, the first Nigerian novelist who became prominent, wasn't invited or wasn't there. But the debate that emerged in that conference was whether these writers should continue writing in English or should they write in their native languages. So these were the two schools that emerged. Eventually, people like Chinwezu and Ngugi Tiango will join that group, the group that still insists that African writers should be writing in their own languages. And they are not being nativist or purist. There is a deep philosophy behind that. And the philosophy, if you read Ngugi Tiango's essay on it, uh, A Place for a Thousand Flowers to Bloom, I have a lecture on it, which you can watch. I'll try to put the link there. In which what Ngugi is arguing is that when we African writers write in English or in French, we enrich that language, right? Think of Achebe, what he has done. 
brought African proverbs to the English novel, right? African ways of storytelling to the English novel. What Achebe is saying is, that let's reverse that. Let's take whatever we can from Western canon and then enrich our own languages by writing in our own language. But there is another important thing at stake in that assertion, and that is that the biggest loss in African cultures was the loss of language, right? Because the written script wasn't there when the oral tradition got destroyed it eventually also hurt the local cultures. So by writing in Yoruba or Gikuyu, the native authors can then revive the storytelling tradition, but also enrich it and make it last longer and make it better. That is their assumption. And the idea is that if native African cultures could retrieve their own culture and re-articulate it in their own language and publish stories and plays in it, then they will have a greater sense of their own cultural history. They will have a greater idea of who they were, where they came from, and their identity wouldn't just be connected to knowing English. And of course, Ngugi has a sophisticated discussion of role of language in creating colonial subjectivities, and I highly recommend reading his Decolonizing the Mind, where he discusses what role the colonial languages play. But this debate, let's say, between people like Wole Swenka or, and uh, Achebe on one side and people like Chinwezu and Ngugi Thiango on the other side is valid at both ends, right? Where Achebe stands, he's saying, look, colonialism was bad. He has written against it, right? But whatever cultural heritage in terms of language that they left us, we can use it to tell our stories. And he does that. Angugi Tiango instead, you know, in the mid-70s, changes his name from James Nagugi to his native Gikuyu name, right? And then starts writing in Gikuyu. He first writes plays in it, then of course starts writing novels in it. And what happens because of that is that the language itself starts developing, right? and people start taking interest in it, more people start producing in it. So in a way, then his mission is also accomplished, putting people back in touch with their own culture and cultural heritage. So not to belabor the point, so to answer your question, the reason Achebe considers English as a gift left by the colonizers is not necessarily because he thinks English is a superior language, but because he thinks that most people, at least in his country of birth, Nigeria, can speak English or read it, so it's a uniting force and the authors can use it still to tell quintessentially African stories. And of course, those stories can then be shared with the world. I mean, think of, think of what his Things Fall Apart did, or Flora Nawapa's Ifuru did, or even Ngugi Thiango's translation of devil on the cross did, right? They are written in the colonizer's language, but they make, they tell the stories of Africa. Now, if you really want to see how an African story is told, that is Amos Tortola's The Palm Wine Drinker, right? Which was the first African novel published in English. And that doesn't just tell a bewitching story, it also emulates the storytelling 
style of Yoruba storytelling, right? But that is a Chibay's reason. And I have briefly kind of explained here the debate and why those who want to promote native literatures and enrich, enrich native languages through the knowledge of French and English are on that side of the divide and why people like Echebe and others argued and assertively suggest that the languages of the colonizers can be a mode of expression and can be a useful mode of expression for the post-colonies, but also for representing African stories to a wider audience. So, David, I hope this kind of answers your question. I do highly recommend reading Decolonizing the African Mind, that is Chinwezu, and Decolonizing the Mind by Ngugi Tiango. And then also read Achebe's writings on the subject. That's all. I hope it was useful to you. Please let me know in the comments. And if you have any questions which I can answer, please feel free to post them. Share your ideas in the comments. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. That tells me that you all are interested in what I do and it encourages me. Please uh, take care of each other, help each other, and I will now see you, as always, next time. Until then, as always, peace and love.